Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control disc in the disc? Yeah, the disc. (laughs) From behind the master control desk of the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table, the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man who can now legally wager on himself to win every day, the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Damn right I will. I don't think he's going to bet. I think he looks like a bookie with all that gold on. <laughs> it's opening day, Definitely baby. Italian today. I, I like hey, that. No, it's opening day. Uh, so, you got to wear your jersey and your gold chains and everything, you know. You look like you just Eric left Davis the Jefferson style. Mall jewelry store. <laughs> I'm not saying it's 14 carat, homie. (laughs) Little John's going to be upset. Uh, We have a lot to get to tonight. um, But before we get started, I'd always like to remind people that uh, we are on social media on Twitter at Blockout Pod. We are on Facebook. Just look, uh, just search for Blockout Sports Pod uh, in your Facebook search engine. Give us a like, give us a follow, uh, whatever you would like to do. It was pretty fun. Uh, Last week, I went out to our local uh, watering hole that we all go to quite a bit. And uh, we can't say the name because they don't sponsor us. Right. Oh, right. Not yet. (laughs) Uh, But I, I, I did meet some listeners, and that was really cool. And uh, some of our diehards, yeah, and got to get some feedback from them, and it's always that's always a lot of fun because we do uh, have our preponderance of listeners are right here in Louisville. Although we are one of the funnest things, and really since the first time that we started, which by the way, guys, I didn't mention it last week. I forgot. Uh, but last week was our twentieth episode. And, uh, oh, when, baby. When we, Should when, we break open the bubbly? Well, uh, <laughs> like we needed, like uh, you need an excuse. Yeah, you don't need an excuse to do that. Uh, it's Tuesday. Break out the bubbly. But that, but it's cool that we've gone, that we've got to twenty episodes, and uh, that people still seem to find it interesting and entertaining, and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. I'm waiting for us to get a job on seven ninety. Half the time I listen to that, some of them don't even know who plays for. Oh my God! Some of, some of the the guys that are on there, they just do not like. I don't even know basic, who's on seven ninety anymore. Basic, That's all changed. Basic players and basic sports mm. on basic teams, they have no idea. It's so well. Somebody needs to get them boys the internet, or just hire us <laughs> because we've got the internet. <laughs> I don't need the internet. <laughs> you don't. You got no. You got your own internet over there, which I respect. I'm just talking about basic things uh-huh. for the for for the things that we know on the top of our head, and some of our listeners probably do too. And somehow they're on the radio 24 seven and don't. Anyways, I just thought it was kind of funny. I got a little grin on my face today. Well, if they spend that much time on the radio, they don't have enough time to watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think we'll just jump right into uh, what, oh, 
before we get started, I do want to let people know that uh, next week is going to be a little bit different. We will not have a live blockout sports pod next week because uh, Freddie and I are going with our families uh, on a vacation to the beach. Perdido Key, here yeah. we come. Oh, and Tuna was not invited, so I'm going to be um, <laughs> reorganizing my silverware probably that week. I don't, well, we will. It sounds a lot you, more fun than Perdido Beach. That you, place doesn't even sound like it's in America. Hey, we're going to. It's on the t- uh, right there, Florida, about two miles from the Florabama line, and mm. and we'll send you a picture. Sounds sketchy. When we're eating raw oysters. Well, yeah, I look forward to seeing that Bama picture. Yacht you guys club. Are, yeah, well, that sounds like a good time. So I wouldn't fit in a yacht club, so you're probably better off I didn't go. Oh, wait, this is the Florabama Yacht Club. You would fit right in <laughs> Muscle at this shirts, one. Trust cut-offs. me. Oh, yeah, baby. Trust me. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to record a regular episode tonight, and then immediately following uh, the recording of this episode, we are going to do a quick master's preview, which we'll uh, publish next week on Wednesday afternoon. So you'll have a chance to listen to that uh, before the master's starts on Thursday. Isn't that the hole-in-one Wednesday? I believe it is. And I think we should do the entire show. Or not the hole-in-one, the, the par three. Yes, the par I'm three sorry, contest. Par three. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew exactly what you meant when you said right. hole in one because <laughs> there are some. there's usually two or three hole in ones. Um, so now that we've got that business out of the way, uh, I wanted to jump right into uh, the basketball tournament, the NCAA tournament, and what we saw last week, and preview the final four. We have a final four that is quite frankly, a little bit different than what we usually see. You think? <laughs> um, we have some brand new teams, brand new coaches, a uh, lot of cool storylines. Uh, Freddie, just uh, start us off with uh, what you thought about the uh, about the regional uh, games. Yeah, get that crow out of your <laughs> mouth, dude. Uh, uh, folks, for all our li- <laughs> Uh, for all our listeners, uh, I just uh, spit out a large crow, uh, and uh, uh, it seems like it's been eternity since our last show. However, uh, if anyone does remember the last show, they know that they've been waiting for Freddie Benders <laughs> to spit the crow out of his mouth on the game that was Thursday night, is that right? Can't the uh, uh the Kansas, that was the Kansas yes, State yes, Michigan Thurs- State game Saturday Thursday, Thursday night, night yes. at six thirty. Uh, I said that that was going to be the worst game in history. I said I wasn't going to watch it. I said I hope the lights went out. Uh, I'm sure I said a few other things, and folks. It was the best game of the tournament. Uh, we all know about it. I think the final score was 98 to 95, maybe. Uh, wow. Uh, Noel, little man Noel was in fuego, if you will. Uh, Michigan State played a great game. Uh, kudos to them. 
uh, couldn't take my eyes off of the screen, nor could anyone else at the sports bar we were at. Uh, the Arkansas-Kansas game that I said would be a fantastic game. I'm sorry, Arkansas-UConn. Uh, Arkansas UConn game that I thought would be the game I'd be watching. It would be a great game. I think all of us listed that as the game of the weekend. Yeah, and it was blowout city, baby. And uh, UConn and I don't even think I looked, looked at the incredible. screen just to see the score. I mean, UConn has so many weapons that I can't keep up with all their players. I'm not kidding. Uh, the, the the they got the two seven footers, and it, what I just found out the other day, the one seven footer, and I should know his name by now. Um, he is like you're talking about seven ninety guys. Don't know people's names, and I'm I'm, well, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm digging for this they, guy's they name. They got their but deep. he has been going through Ramadan, so he's <laughs> not having water, or he's been fasting oh and not having water until the sun goes down. Imagine playing at a high level of basketball and not drinking any water and staying hydrated. Right. I, I don't know, man. UConn looks almost like an unstoppable force right now. The way that, I mean, they're manhandling everybody right now. Right. And, Travis, I am going to hit on Florida Atlantic, obviously, and that has been your team for a while. But I, I do have to give kudos to Kansas State and and the player of the tournament, one of the players of the tournament so far, probably the player so far, uh, was little man Noel I mean, some of the things he did, even against uh, Florida Atlantic, he was playing crazily. And at the end of the game, what's he do? He, I mean, he, he the last two, three minutes, he was just, I mean, he was overworking. You could tell he was tired and he was trying to do way too much. And then when it gets down to the very end, he passes the ball off to Santiago or whatever his name was. And... He never even gets a shot at it. Yeah, he 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 had to take that last shot. Had and, to. And he didn't, and he'll think about that forever. But that does not <clears throat> take away from how electrifying he was in the tournament, and I am glad that we got to watch him, and I'm glad that you finally came around to the fact that oh my gosh he is a great player and they were a really fun team they, to watch they really were and that's what we'll end it at that well uh, it's like we said last week you were just blinded by the anger because UK lost I, I to was. really accept what what he did but what he did in the UK game was phenomenal oh, what he did was. through that entire tournament it, it was great yes. like he was he was the darling of the tournament that we we always get one every year at least one every year and he was well, Definitely so far, has this one. Uh, for his little uh, bracket there, he was. Uh, I'm not sure. Certainly Adama he, Sanogo is, is who I'm thinking of, the, the guy that's right, going through Roman. Okay. Right, so, right. Uh, the Gonzaga-UCLA game was also a fantastic game that night, uh, the late game. Uh, I just uh, – Timmy was just too much uh, for those guys. And they, they wrote down a – great final shot i thought that was one of the best design plays it was i mean what more can you ask for it was uh, when tiger uh shoots it that's all you can ask for for that and then good my oh my does gonzaga just get manhandled by yukon and i was i was really Jeez. surprised by that yukon's um, just so deep i mean i 
I don't know where all these guys have come from. I mean, uh, they've got short dudes, tall dudes, fast dudes. I mean, I think I think what we can all take away from this is maybe the Big East as a whole was a little bit underrated. I agree. And it's like I kind of touched on last week. I almost wonder if it's because they're not playing on ESPN. How many people actually are watching them as as opposed to like your normal? It's a good point. But it's weird that Marquette ran through that Big East tournament and they were such an early exit. But if you look at the way Creighton's played, you know, UConn, um, help me out. What, what are some of the other ones? Well, uh, you got Texas and Miami up there. Well, up I'm top. talking about oh, from the Big East. you're talking about in the Big East. Yeah. Um, where is another Big East team? Uh, cr- I don't know. We, we've had several yeah, here. Um, Xavier Creighton. Yeah, Xavier Creighton, uh, UConn. I think there were some other teams in that conference that were good that we're just not mentioning. But uh, but UConn is deep. Florida Atlantic. Since we're doing all the talking about all the bottom areas here, the south and or the east and the west, Florida Atlantic. Travis, you've been all over them. Uh, like we said, they 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 deserve to win that game versus Kansas State. They stuck in the game. You've been on them for a while. And what they have. I think is a tremendous uh, belief that they're going to win every game. Uh, they're so well coached. And another shout out to the great Dusty May, uh, Eastern Greene County graduate, uh, former uh, student manager under Coach Knight at Indiana. Um, they're so well coached. They never seem to get frazzled. And their execution in the last two or three minutes of every ball game in this tournament has been almost flawless. And I know that they're going <clears> to <throat> uh, play against a team that uh, really tries to dictate tempo in San Diego State and is as tough and as physical as any team in the tournament. That's why they are where they are. But I just have a feeling that when that game comes down the last you're three talk, minutes. You're talking about the Chicago Bears? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. When that game game comes down the final three minutes in a possess, you know, a live or die with every possession type of ball game, I am not going to pick against Florida Atlantic. I'm just not. Uh, dude, hey, folks, let me explain something to you. Travis and I are heading down to Florida. We're close to the Bama line, but we're going to be in Florida. And we got our Owls t-shirts ordered and in. Yes. Uh, we're looking forward to ha- possibly having a all-Florida final game while we're down there. It absolutely could happen. Miami and Florida uh, Atlantic would be unbelievable. And, I, of course, you know, we're I, we did it. Uh, I did it as a joke, but I'm going to wear my Florida Atlantic Owls T-shirt on the beach, baby. Uh, Why not? Let's enjoy it while we're down there. This matchup with San Diego State, who is just big and physical and punches you in the face. 85 Bears. And they're they're like, uh, every one of them dudes is like 35 years old, and they all look like Mario Van Peebles. They- <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know where they all got these dudes. Like, I don't get it. I don't it. either. I mean. But 
this this game's going to be ridiculous. And I mean, you have the fast pace against the you know slow it down, and who's going to win? I'm leaning. I hate to go against you guys. No. I'm not going to be in Florida. I'm not going to be in San Diego either. I think I'm leaning toward the Aztecs here, and I feel like I would prefer to watch a Aztecs versus UConn championship game. Right, right. I think that that would be a matchup that would be the most appealing. But I honestly, do, I do agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect here with any of these games, though, because you can never count Laranaga out. That guy, no. I just love that guy. What did he say the other night? Like, after oh. he won, I'm just going to go home and watch, watch some gun smoke. <laughs> Like, I mean, how can you not love that put guy? A, put a pot pie and, in the microwave. And, yeah. gun smoke. <laughs> and uh, people may not remember that he was one of the original darlings of the tournament. George Mason. Several Mason. years ago when Luke George Hancock. Mason. Yeah. Luke and, Hancock and was on that players. team that yeah. right. where that ball came from. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question, Tuna. Is it me or when San Diego State wears their dark, black uniforms they even look bigger yeah yeah i don't get it I black's mean, supposed to make people look smaller and slimming they guys, look like the monsters when they're out it's there insane. Dude. Like, it's, yeah they all look like richard dent <laughs> yeah man I, I don't know like i don't know where all these guys came from and who who's this coach out of san diego state did he come up under steve fisher yes like he was the bag man at michigan right well, with he, the fab five dude he was the recruiter like of i the think fab he was five. the damn bag no, he was the recruiter of the. That's what I'm five. saying. Yeah, at that point the, in time, the guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, he was the bag recruiter. Man. Meant bagman at that point in time. Okay. Yeah, so he he came up. Uh, He's on that documentary all over it. Which uh, the thirty for thirty. Yeah. Which they were. Uh, I saw a couple of things uh, where people were saying that you know that foul call at the end of the uh, Creighton San Diego State game yes. that was relatively controversial. Yeah. Well, he was on the bench for Michigan when they won the championship in 89. Gotcha. Uh, Which we talked a, about with Travis right. and Seton yes, Hall team. Absolutely. On another controversial call. Where that ref said that is the, the call that haunts him for the rest of his life, he right. said. Right, yep. Was it Clockerty? I think it was Clockerty. Yeah, so that was a, just kind of an interesting aside. It's also interesting, and uh, Fred, I know uh, the McDonald's All-American game was this past week, and uh, I saw an interesting st stat that this is the first Final Four since 1979 that does not feature at least one McDonald's All-American. I saw that stat. A lot of people were sending that around last week, and that is crazy. And uh, that is cool also. Yeah, I mean, it, and, it, you know, who missed out on Wong is what I want to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody except for Miami and, did. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, but which we need to talk about Miami yeah, because I don't want to no, I don't want to not talk about them, them because how in the world does Miami beat that Houston team? They just hang around uh and and they they beat that Houston team pretty handily. I mean, they did. Uh, well, and then they well go ahead. I'm no, gonna, it's like we we've talked about Miami in multiple weeks on this podcast. Like their offense, they can score at will. When they want to get to the bucket, they can get a bucket. Their biggest issue throughout the entire season has been defense. Like like I said, they were ranked what 130th right. in defense total defense, and it's almost like towards the end of the year, a lot of these primarily offensive teams 
have been picking up on the defensive end of the ball and they've been advancing. Like that's kind of what we talked about with Marquette. They they couldn't play defense all year. They right. ran through that Big East right. tournament on defense. And now you're seeing Miami. They're not exactly playing the best defense. Well, those but guys it's, in the paint. It's, it's getting enough to get through. Oh, man. And the what guy, they did against Houston showed that they're getting there. How about – well, dude, how, how about how about when you go in and beat two Texas teams, Houston and Texas, that both look dominant and they're big and they're deep, and Miami has beaten both of them. I mean, uh, I, I didn't think they're – I went and made a big bet on Texas. I was like – I, I kind of liken them to UConn. I'm like, man, they're deep. They've got all these guys – uh, Marcus Carr getting in foul guards. trouble in that game really yeah that, that, that changed uh, a lot of tempo in that game. Sir, uh, sir was getting a little uh, antsy. He still played these games, but the the kid in the middle for Miami. Uh, what I'm trying to think of his name. I should know his name by now. Who had who was MVP of the game versus Texas? That guy poured it on in the second half of that game, and when he came in, he changed the whole the whole outlook of the game. Remember, they were down 12. Miami was down 12, and it looked like it was over. And uh, somehow, some way, Wong got hot, uh, even though he missed like five or six layups. But Wong got hot, and then, then the, the guys in the paint took over. And I'm like, how did that just happen? <laughs> uh, it's like they lull you to sleep, and, and when it gets to be a five-minute mark, they make plays. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun no matter what. The final four is fun no matter who's playing in it. I you know? completely agree with that. They all deserve to be there. They did what they needed to do. And uh, everyone's brackets are banged up. Um Yeah, I mean, if you are still hanging on to a bracket, then screw off. Nobody really cares about you anyway. Like people <laughs> forget about bracket people I, after the first weekend. Right, right. I'm either going to finish second or third. Okay, everybody but Travis, screw hey, off, because hey, we, we like Travis. Hey, Travis and I are in a, a 60-man bracket pool, and I, Travis, I don't know if you've seen, uh, Freddie is uh, in, what, fifth? I, mean, I don't know. I was focused on my performance. Oh, well, you've been in first the whole damn time, because well, you get, did great on the first, second round. I can't finish first anymore, but... I'm guaranteed third, and I can still finish second. Now, Freddie has Miami in the cha- in the uh, losing in the championship game in one of his brackets. Now, this was a bracket buster where you filled out two or three for five bucks, but uh, or ten bucks actually. But uh, uh, Travis and I are in the top five there, Tuna. Oh, I, I'm so excited 50. for you guys. Like, I, I, I mean, it wasn't our original bracket. Wasn't my yeah. original bracket, but. Anyway, well, it's good fun. luck to you guys. Thank you. Good luck to you guys. Has anyone won any money on any of these games? Um, honestly, Tuna? here's the thing: I haven't lost money, so you could say that I'm winning. I won on San Diego State to make the I'm final st- four. Still hanging on to that that Furman money from from week one. <laughs> yeah, I hear. Like that. that's been that's been paying for. Uh, all my games through all my losses throughout, but uh, I'm I'm like you. I I took um, I took uh, Texas in the UConn game. I did too, or, and I or did too in the yeah. In so, the Miami. Yeah, I, Miami, I have game. a future bet on Miami. I made so yeah. Here's the bet, and like I don't want to go too too early on this bet and stuff. But before we get to it, 
I feel like the easiest bet of the weekend is the most cut and dry thing. You do a future on South Carolina's women to win the national championship, and you parlay that with the UConn men's national championship future, and you're looking at plus 104 odds. So you're getting even money on two virtual locks. You just put those two together. So I, I'm going to hammer it. I think it's a great bet. And if you don't listen to anything I do, you're probably brilliant. But just listen to this one. I, I love, love that. It. Yeah. I hope you're wrong, but uh, but that's a <laughs> but that's a very good bet. Yeah. Um, quickly, I did want to. Uh, I've heard from a lot of people uh, back home that uh, you know grew up with Dusty. I say Dusty like I know him. Coach Dusty May at, at FAU. And uh, I did want to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine, Heather Hudson, who is uh, taking her boys, her sons, uh, to the Final Four. Uh, one of the great things about these teams making the Final Four That's cool. is that it has driven the price down to actual affordable levels for there regular people. Go. And uh, so I have several friends that are going to uh, to Houston to support Coach May, and I think that's super cool, and I hope like hell they win. Did you see the women's tickets are actually going for more money than the men's? Yeah, and they – well, one thing is – I understand the arena in Houston playing, seats like 75,000 right, people. And, and, and but still, those, that's, those yeah. that's too big yeah, it is. for basketball. Um, but I think it's, it, it, it's a testament to how good, uh, women's basketball has, and it's not just, well, been this, this year, year, the ratings have, have shot off the map. I know it's been progressively going, growing, but this year it's went amazing, like through the roof. Did you see that the, uh, the NCAA tournament game the other night between it was Sunday night oh, between I've seen this. Louisville and Iowa, I've seen this was got higher television ratings for ESPN than any NBA game has all year long. And that is just Louisville fans, correct? No. No, no, no. no. This is, this that, is, that was nationwide. This is nationwide. What? Why? Uh, because it was way more exciting than any NBA game all year long. I mean, it was a great game. No. Triple double. She had no. It's just because people were were tuned in. First of all, they they wanted to watch the girl from Iowa play, um, Caitlin Clark. Ca- Caitlin Clark. Clark. Yeah. Which, by the way, that girl is appointment television because she is a maniac. I'm looking forward to watching her play South Carolina tomorrow night. Yeah. What um, about her defense too? And she, yeah. She makes me insane as an Indiana fan. I bet. Uh, but. Man, if you can't appreciate watching her play basketball, you just don't like basketball. That's all I can say. Watching her and Haley Van Lith churchy, chirp each other was, was fun. Yeah. I, I like oh, yeah. seeing that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just the women's game feels like it's I, – I don't know. They're really growing. I enjoyed Dude, every game that I've watched this year. I mean, from, South Carolina. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're, what, 37-0? that's my problem. That's my only problem with the women's basketball is that you always feel like every single year you have this one dominant team that no one can touch, whether it was Baylor, whether it was, you know, UConn, UConn. Tennessee, South Carolina. Back in the days when you would have the old UConn versus Tennessee matchups, they were the only two teams. Yeah, Notre Dame, Duke's been up there. But, like, I think that's – what has changed in in the women's game is mm-hmm. 
And I understand South Carolina is the prohibitive favorite, but you had going into this tournament, I think a legitimate eight to ten teams that you could say, I'm not going to be shocked if they make the final four. And I think you had four teams that you could have said, I'm not going to be shocked if they win the national championship. And there have been seasons in the past where Connecticut was so much better than everybody else that it, it really didn't matter. Um, but I don't think you really have that anymore. I think you have several teams, and, man, the quality of play has never been better. Well, it's way more organized than the men's game, but the problem is officiating is some of the worst that you'll ever see. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't even want to get into how yeah. poor the officiating is. And and I can I I could talk for an hour just about the Indiana Miami game and how horribly officiated that was. I'm talking about the women's because uh, for those that may not know, the Indiana men and women were both unceremoniously dumped from the NCAA tournament by the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, but Drink. the last. <laughs> <laughs> the last five minutes. Of, hey, thanks for waking up over there. <laughs> the last five minutes of, of the Indiana-Miami women's tournament game was some of the worst officiating, and not just against Indiana. Mm. I'm talking about going both ways that I've ever seen in a big-time basketball game. But, you know, we're we're nitpicking here, and I think it's great for basketball as a sport. And uh, it's great for programs like Indiana. Congratulations to uh, uh, Coach Morin from Indiana for being uh, named the AP Coach of the Year today, which is super cool. Um, but uh, quickly, let me just—I uh, know that we that Tuna says that UConn is going to win the national championship, mm -hmm. Fred. Do you have a differing opinion, or are you uh, going to go on the UConn train as well? Before we jump in there, I just want to say UConn is going to win it, and I think they're going to win each of their games by double digits. Wow. I hear you, Jim Calhoun. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that they are too deep, and uh, – <sighs> Yeah, I, I, you know what? I want to say Miami. I want to say Miami too, but I mean, believe me, for all the crap that that like people have talked about how terrible the ACC has been all year, to see a team from the ACC go on and win the national championship, I think it'd be uh, awesome. I think I'm going to go with but, Miami. I have a future bet on them. Okay, I'm going with Miami. I bet a future bet on them in the uh Well, I got a future eight. bet on you losing your future bet. <laughs> and and uh you know, I don't like UConn. I'm I, I'm sorry, but I've never been a Calhoun fan. I know he's a great coach and You great, just don't like Huskies. But I I don't. That's I don't, that's I've been terrible. to Dallas. Like they beat uh I went to Dallas when UK lost him in the final game. They uh, well, UConn stole one, but uh drink uh I just don't like them, and I don't want them to get their sixth title or fifth, fifth or whatever. Fifth? Is that what it would be? Yeah. And you know what's funny is a lot of these lot Calhoun of these teams got three, and then some teams uh, like Ollie got 15 one. Years, so, yeah, this would be. 
And uh, and then all of a sudden, UConn, man, you want to talk about a consistent national champion? Besides, not even Duke, consistent. Like UConn. they'll just disappear for a couple of years and then pop up when a championship. I know. And like UConn again. and Duke are kind of in there, Kansas lately, but but the team that really from way back in the at late eight. So your 90s, reasoning for not pulling for UConn is because you're worried that their championships are getting no, too I close to yours? I, no, I just don't. I don't like them. Okay. I don't like don't UConn. like dogs. I don't like the That's, UConn God. women either. So, uh, you know, go Florida Atlantic. The women's basketball team are all women that go, go to Owls. UConn. Who? 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 Um. Too many bird noises coming you know, from that corner you, I mean, over you're there. You're finally smiling, and you know why I like that is it's opening day. It is I opening love, day. I, you got this little grimace on your. No, today's been the best day that you could possibly have in life. Could we, Travis? Well, no babies were born, at least that I know of. We don't have to follow anything. Hey, Travis, tell everybody what happened in the state of Kentucky today. Well. <laughs> It was a. I was going to right before you cut me off, and I was saying something about oh, babies was, being born. Now people probably think I hate babies. <laughs> uh, it's a great day because no babies were born. Travis, tell us about what happened today. <laughs> we pride ourselves here on the Blockout Sports Pod at, uh, at not uh, covering politics or things like that, but mostly because we have no idea what's going on with politics. Or at least I don't. I'm, I hate to speak this for you This is a guys. big one, though. This one's a monster one. Um, oh, something God. that I think that, and we had touched on it a few times uh, over the course of the last several weeks, but they finally brought to a vote in the Kentucky State Legislature today um, legalized sports gambling. And I'll be damned if it didn't pass. Unbelievable. And, uh it's a great day for Kentucky sports fans and people like us. We no longer, and you know, quite frankly, somebody asked me earlier today, actually it was a friend of the show and uh, our guest picker, my nephew, Colin. He said, what do you think changed? And I said, well, I think the two things that probably changed the most is one, and Tuna, you probably know more about this than I do. This is my assumption, and uh, from what I understand to be true, one is that uh, Churchill Downs mm -hmm. uh, was able to figure out that they could get a significant piece of the pie, and so they weren't fighting against it anymore. And secondarily, people were fired up and passionate about this. I saw one of the... Uh, one of the state legislature, state legislators that had uh, consistently voted against this said that he personally was still opposed, but he had heard from so many people mm -hmm. uh, in his district that they wanted this, and he said, well, I want to be, now this is uh, obviously code for I want to get reelected, but he said, uh, I want to be a reflection of my constituents. And I think the sheer amount of money people see what this money can do to communities, and it finally became something that they just couldn't for, you know, you couldn't explain it away to your community why I don't, I'm not voting for this 
because the benefits seemed, uh, you know, to outweigh the negatives by so much. What do you think, Tuna? Yeah, I think the I think the biggest thing that happened today was um, the two guys that were kind of on the fence. They um, one of them voted no, and the other one chose not to vote. What happened when it went to the floor to actually get a vote? Robert Stivers flipped to a yes, which blew everyone away. And no one expected that. And my understanding is, behind the scenes, there was a give-take situation that went on that would even put the bill on the floor where they would approve the bourbon barrel tax. They'll say, we'll give you that if you give us this. That bourbon barrel tax, I'm not going to get too much into it, but it's a really bad bill. Yes. Um, Yes, it is. So we basically... We're going to pay the piper for the sports gambling. So that I encourage everyone to get on their phone and make as many bets as humanly possible so we can pay this back. <laughs> make it worth it, guys. But Let's no, seriously, it. on I'm a serious ready. note, it's just exciting that we got it here. And it's honestly, that's a shame that that's the way politics work. It's a give-take thing. But the reality is, is we can move forward here. We have sports gambling. I think Churchill Downs basically has the market cornered for the first year, and then we're going to revise it at the next session and see right. see what happens but down. either way it doesn't matter because it's 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 positive steps and hopefully some of this money and revenue will be able to go to these counties that are will be affected by the bourbon barrel bill and i would like to uh state for the record that uh we at the blockout sports pub do not uh officially uh endorse people spending money that they don't have oh totally on sports gambling no. uh just nah. That was for uh, if you ever that was for the yes. lawyers. If you ever question whether or not um, you're gambling too much money or whether or not you should, um, I'll show you a picture of my bank account and what <laughs> what gambling actually does. So you can um, you can take that and uh, make your decision from that. Like you can call one eight hundred gambler if you have a problem, or you could just call Tuna and we can talk. So. Hey, Travis, before we get off this basketball, one as I looked around my sheet here, one team I did want to mention that we haven't mentioned at all, and that was the overall number one seed. And uh, that was Alabama. Drink. And, uh, you know, you want to talk about a team that was lost out there uh, in that game that uh, San Diego State beat them. Uh, I noticed that their uh, freshman is uh, entering the draft, which obvious that was an obvious situation. Uh, oh, uh, Brandon, Brandon Miller, yes. Brandon Miller. But uh, I just wanted to say that Brandon Miller looked like a deer in the headlights in that game. He was lost. He was hiding. He was nowhere to be found. In that game, you want to talk about the and sometimes a freshman that dominates all year long has that one game where he just disappears. That was the game for him. I mean, I I, I couldn't believe that Bama that that they had nobody. Quinterly was the only one pretty much doing anything in that game. Yeah, that goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier. You have a bunch of grown men that can out physical a bunch of young freshmen, and I mean. Freshmen and sophomores, yeah, athleticism's great, but when you get punched in the mouth, uh, 
a couple times, that athleticism slows down a little bit. You, you're a little second behind. You're not so quick to go to the rim like you normally would. Um, you start finding yourself settling for shots that you normally wouldn't take, and that's kind of what San Diego State does. Yeah. Travis, uh, who are you taking? We, we So we both – I have Miami – Oh, he's going oh, he's FAU, man. Atlantic. He's a full-on yeah. owl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Florida Atlantic. I'm going to uh, – and, I mean, obviously, that I'm basically saying that with my heart instead of my head. But, that being said – Hey, they're there, man. They've lost three games this year. And, I know. And, like I said before, they have a tremendous belief at the end of a ball game, I think. If they can keep the score close – I would take them against any team in this field in the last three minutes of a ball game. Um, and I mentioned earlier, Fred, uh, about there being no McDonald's All-Americans in this Final Four since 1979. I did want to get your thoughts quickly on uh, this week's McDonald's All-American basketball game and who you saw and uh, who you liked. Well, I feel like that we need to mention this game uh, for uh, for the real reason is that they actually played a competitive game. It Which was, was really it refreshing. It was so different than the last five. There wasn't a dunk until, like, right before halftime. Right. I'm not kidding. It was like, oh, my Lord, these guys are down in the trenches I, I had playing to, ball. I couldn't watch it after the Milt Wagner interview. <laughs> like. Anyway, well, carry, okay. Carry well, on. Tell well, me more about well, I mean, the awesome McDonald's. Anybody eating quarter pounders? Did Grimace show up? Actually, the Hamburglar there? I wanted to point out that uh, uh, actually all of the UK signees uh, were <laughs> better than advertised. I will say that. Uh, uh, they're already better than half the team that Kentucky has. But Good. one person I was really impressed with, it was cool because Stoyakovich's son was playing – Jeff Shepard's son was playing. LeBron James' son was playing. Uh, Which, and, by the way, didn't he, like, LeBron James' son, he didn't even make, like, the first or second team in that league that he plays in out well, there? Well, I, I will say this, uh, and th this is really why I want to hit on this. I think Bronny James is as good as that is, be, is, is a – it deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. And I had him rated in that game as my – out of all the 25 kids, I had him as my eighth-best player. Um, I thought he played fantastic. One cool thing about him is so, he's a great defender. He's very humble. He has a beautiful jump shot. And he is focused in the game the whole time. He's not – cutting it up on the bench or running around and, and, and trying to get dunks and this, that, and the other. He is the one of the more fundally, fundamentally sound players on that court. And and that's kudos to him. I mean, uh, he's totally under control where some of those kids are out of control. And uh, I, I thought it was really refreshing how good he played and uh, did some of, he was a little stat stuffer on defense and had some steals and assists and i was impressed and i also think that the fact that he didn't make whatever it was first team all whatever it was i think that was a bit of an overcorrection 
from a certain segment of uh, sports media because the vote on high school like first teams all district and or whatever. I think so. Okay, because I think there was so much pushback on. Well, he shouldn't be in this game. And if you watched the game, he absolutely, oh, totally, he absolutely belonged. Yeah. With those guys on the court, period. I, I'm going to take everything that you guys say and, and believe it because I didn't watch a second of the McDonald All-American game because, honestly, I could care less. Right. But if if I had a team full of kids that was playing in it that was coming to play for my school, I may have watched it like you did. But as far as a kid playing well in that game, I wouldn't take anything away from that. No, man. and I agree. I it's mean, I've seen a lot of kids control. play well in that game that turned out to not be crap. And so, And true. I'm not going to give a high school kid crap. I'm going to wait till he becomes a college kid before I start making well, fun of him. I agree with that, mm-hmm. except except for this. There was a very vocal uh, portion of basketball fans that were on social media before that game saying, he has no business on this right. court with these guys. And that could not be further from the truth. Right. Because right. – just the eye test from that game. And like Fred said, it wasn't your typical NBA-style all-star game where they're throwing the ball off the backboard and dunking it. And They, they were really playing they were really some really playing good hard. basketball. They were playing. And he it, really it impressed me. not a true me. number one, and they were all kind of fighting for that. Um, anyways, I, 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 was, I was just really impressed by how they really – played team basketball, and they really played defense and all that and goofed around during the dunk contest. But uh, but I also agree with you, Tuna, that you, you can't extrapolate, you know, how good guys are going to be as college players from this game. All I am saying is that the people that said he had no business being on the court uh, couldn't right. be more wrong. Well, but, I, but, but the people that were saying that were also the same people that watched him play AAU ball with all the exact same kids, but, correct? But see, so it's not like they just dreamt that up. Hey, no, but, but you're not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. But you're talking about AAU ball. I don't give a smack about well, AAU isn't that, ball. Isn't that's the McDonald's American basically the same thing as no, AAU ball? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay. the best of the best. And I will conk, I will challenge you. Dude, I'm not going to challenge anything when it comes to high school basketball because that is not my field, brother. Wait a minute, but I will challenge you to tell you that every player on every McDonald's Mm -hmm. All-American team will normally start for their college and will average over 8 to 10 points a game. Always? Pretty much, yeah. I'm not kidding. Okay, I mean that's good, man. All the voting and everything that goes into this game is pretty impressive how they do it. I'm not saying there isn't some politics involved. I'm not going to argue with you because this isn't my lane to argue. This is the last place I need to be having a debate at. That's for sure. I can't make the list on Uh how many McDonald's All-Americans are in the pros, but there's a shit ton. Just be like Skip Bayless and just – Pretend like that made you so mad you can't. I wish it could, but like straight. really, when it comes to high school basketball, I don't have I feelings. Know, I know, but these, I would love to argue with you and like. But, I know, but these are the kids yeah. that are going to be moving up and that you're going to be watching play. Even though we have a, that's what's great about March Madness. We don't have any McDonald's All Americans in the in this uh, game, but those four teams didn't get any. 
But there's a lot that uh, I'll take were, a team full of 40 year old Mario Van Peebles over a team of McDonald Americans okay. any day of the week. Well, all the number and that's one, a fact, Bama boy. All the number one, two, three, four, and five seeds had plenty of McDonald's All Americans, and that seemed to work out. And, well, I mean, one shining moment you get. I don't one know, man. Game. I see you okay with a ton of McDonald's All Americans every year, and what are y'all doing? Well, they didn't. What's have, going on down there? I don't think they had that many. They had a, You know what they had on their team this year? A bunch of transfer idiots. Let me explain <laughs> something to you. Players that transfer to a third team, I hope they break their ankle. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. Quickly, <laughs> no. we really don't hope that you break your ankle. Let me explain something to you. What so business what, does so it, wait, coaches what, transfer? What business does a kid have transferring to a third school? He can do explain whatever he wants. Explain to me why. The minute these colleges why? start giving four-year scholarships, I may agree with you. Or the minute that they start holding coaches accountable for their contracts, I may start agreeing with you. Why does the coaches and the school have all the power, but the kids who are playing have zero power? I get, they have power now? They're getting they're, they're, as they're well as they should. NIL it's money. been a long time coming. Well, and if that kid it. wants to go play at another school because he doesn't feel like it's working at that school, now I get it. It may offset that kid's progression, but he has the right to do so as an eighteen-year-old human being. So he can go to a third. He or is a fourth an adult school? male. We keep calling them kids, but we forget they are eighteen years. So old. he can go to a third or a fourth school. He could go to twelve kinda, schools, in my opinion. I could like, care less. Freak his way around the uh, a coach the can go to four or five different schools. In four or five years, can he not? That'll never happen. But he can do it, can he? But it won't happen. It never happens. You have a contract. <laughs> I mean, you do. But how many Unless coaches? Fired, how many coaches abide by these contracts? Well, they have a buyout. I mean, Cal yeah. has a and then they leave contract. and they go. And these kids, I'm sure some of these NIL deals. I don't know how NIL works, but I'm sure there's buyouts incorporated in these. You got to give the car back that you get to drive while you're at UK, and you got to transfer. What well, do you get to give the car back if you transfer to Cincinnati? What, that what you do you mean? Cond- if, if, yes, because what? it's with that deal to play there. They're not giving you, giving you a lease while you attend that university. And then you decide, hey, man, thanks for all the gifts and everything and be, put me on your Papa Again, John's commercial. Every now I'm NIL going to, now is going to be completely to different. But that kid has the rights to go. In. Why are you – all right, first of all, schools, when they give scholarships, they offer it from year-to-year basis, okay? So that kid can commit to that school. That school could be like, you know what? You had a pretty good year, but we're going to go a different direction, and you're out on your own, kid. Wait, so, wait. what What do you mean? What What school just kicks some kid out? I don't understand oh, it what you're happens. saying. It happens all the time. Dude. They, rem- they take scholarships away from kids all the time. Scholarships are on a year a year-to-year basis, and things have finally, in my opinion, and I've, I'm going to agree with Tuna here, things have finally turned in favor to the kids who actually are the ones on the court playing and providing us with the entertainment, and they've turned away from administration and coaching or, or, and the coaches, where a coach clearly – I mean, we can just go down the list of coaches this year that are uh, leaving before the end of their contracts. It happens every year, 15 to 20 of them. I just don't understand why a college player is going to go to three or four schools. For three or four different opportunities. He may go to one, the coach may leave. He'll transfer to another one, 
and be like, you know what? I don't like it here. I'm going to try somewhere I else. I think that's a crock of shit. I, I don't. Well, I think that is horrible for the game. Dick Vitale will tell you that. Jay Billis will tell you that. I think you're. And I think you all are on the wrong side of this argument. I think you're I'm the old you angry man are, outside that, yelling at the clouds. There are very high up people in the college game that do not agree with what you all are saying. I don't care what they agree with I'm or what the, what you. position they hold. I know my stance, and horrible, I think that I horrible. prefer my stance. It's horrible for the game. It's horrible for the co- Charles Barkley thinks the same exact thing. I heard him on. I don't TNT. care what Charles Barkley well, thinks. I mean, I don't care what. Do you base all your opinions on what Charles Barkley thinks? No, but I, I do think. No, but like it, I said, it may hurt the progression of that kid. Okay, or I keep calling them kids. That young man, dude, it hurts the progression of the school and who's on the roster and who starts that uh, year. Let's be honest with you. Who you gives leave? a shit about the schools? And, really? What? Who gives a shit about the school itself? The school is giving these scholarships, like I said. Sorry if that kid is going to leave you, all right? These kids, they're coming to play there. They don't give a shit about the front of the jersey. Some of them may, but oh, these McDonald All-Americans that you were watching last night, very, they care less. Very uh, Reed Shepard cares about it. There's one. There's, like I, I said, have a to few. look at the list. I mean. No, very, very a, few kids. This is not a 90-10 argument here. This is a 50-50 mm. argument, fellas. I hate to tell you. I, I'm not kidding. This is a 50-50 argument. Well, I, I mean, don't understand how you you all think that it's not bad for the game. And I'm not talking about football where there's 100 kids on one roster. I'm talking about basketball where kids are leaving back and forth, back and forth, going at four mm. or five schools. It makes no sense. So you think that after a kid care. signs with the school, that school has full control Go to Europe and play basketball and make money. Why would you go to a third school? Because you can. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Because I don't think you should be able to okay. do it. And you know what? I think they're going to end up changing that eventually. Jerry, what if you didn't even play sports? And what if you went to one school, you changed your major, transferred to another school? Are you saying you shouldn't be able to transfer to a third school for whatever reason? Because Are you, you talking about majors something? now in yeah, basketball? I'm talking it's about the a same student thing? that wasn't oh necessarily God. playing basketball. You think these basketball players that are good give a shit about their major? Uh, no. You said basketball players that are good. There's way more kids that are mid-tier level basketball players. Okay, maybe that's where we're getting off hand. I'm talking about starters and players that are okay, good. Okay, so you're talking you're about talking the elite about of the elite jo- should be Joe, held to a different Joe standard Benchboy. than Joe Pitchboy. So yeah, don't you think they, they should? They can get a commercial whenever they want. <laughs> so and the Joe school Benchboy has get more control one. over the guy with more athleticism, but the role-playing kid, he can do whatever he wants with that university. He He's getting a free education, <laughs> and he's not as skilled as a player that averages right. 18 a game. I think we're just talking in circles here. We're never going to see the same side. And, I think we are, and Jesus, uh, Mary, and Josie. Well, hey, yeah. we'll wait and see who's right because eventually well, it's going to change. I don't think there's going to be an end who's right or who's wrong. No. I think this is just a full-on difference of opinion. Yes. It is. It so, is. You are acting like I'm the only one with that opinion. No, why? Well, I understand there's people, people with, that with that opinion. No one I just said don't that, agree with Fred. That. No one said that. You were uh, immediately yeah. combative about the whole thing. Where? Uh, oh, where? I, I you mean, said you hope kids broke their ankles. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to go from that. I mean, you go to uh, straight you know, up, baby. Go Straight up, it's Major League Baseball opening day. That's where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about opening day because my brain's about to melt. Mine too. <laughs> Tuna. Severe Wheeler's heading to a fourth school. Can't wait to see where he goes and what team he screws up there. I hope his ankles are okay. I bet they're not. He's already hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be an interesting uh, edit for me uh, coming up uh, <laughs> later on this evening. Uh, Don't even edit. Just let it fly. I let think. Fly. Just let it fly. Well, uh, you know, qu- quite frankly, I might not have uh, any option in that, seeing as how we've got to be on the road tomorrow. But, uh, you know, now I'm questioning uh, – now I'm questioning uh, uh, my my uh, my going on the beach with Fred. He may just I might <laughs> spring an ankle on the beach. Well, I think you're gonna wish that I break my ankle on the beach. No, you're not playing ball. <laughs> you're not transferring <laughs> to three schools. Opening day, Major League Baseball, uh, Tuna. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, let's let's uh, go, dude. Let's go. It's it's Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge is back at it again. First, first at bat, second pitch, home run, four hundred twenty-two feet. Bam! Uh, how many is he going to get this year? Is he going to go for eighty? Yes. No. I would say that he's going to do fifty-two. Okay, I think the pitch clock is going to boost those numbers, and he may honestly hit in the seventies uh, this year. Cause you really think so? I think the pitch clock is going to. We're going to see a lot of boosted offense and long balls from the pitch clock. And what is your guys' thoughts on the pitch clock? So there was far? a historic play today. That who was the first one to break history on the pitch clock? They mentioned it on the radio on my way over here that someone uh, was the first player in history to. Uh, I was going to ask you guys. Uh, I assume you you guys watched some of the some of the opening day games today. It was a noticeable difference in the flow hey, pace of the game of the game, mm. and it really took me a while. I was watching. I'm a Reds fan. Fred's a Reds fan. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tuna is a big Dodgers fan. So I was watching the uh, I was watching the Reds Pirates game today, and it really early threw me for a loop because not just the the pattern of the baseball game, but the pattern of the broadcast is so much different now because. They are immediately in and out of the batter's box, and there just isn't as much, you know, down. You know, mm-hmm. baseball is one of those great sports uh, where the downtime allows for the announced team to tell. St- you know, it's just yeah. it's it's a different field than a baseball game or a football game, and it really took me a little bit of time to get used to. Okay, there's the pitch. Throw back to the pitcher. There's the clock. And here we go. Feels a little bit like uh, machine pitch, little league. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, uh, I'm going to say this. Like, I thought I was going to hate it. um, And I still think that I will at one point, and I'll touch on that here in a second. But for regular season games, and you're you're going through it right through the legs right there. Right, first base, we Uh, just got He just got buttered. But, uh, so. (laughs) That's embarrassing. I, I. I do kind of like the pace. It took me a while. And, and, again, I was working, so I was trying to watch and work. And um, 
it was um I think that I might not actually hate it as much as I thought that I was going to, but my the issue I'm going to run into postseason baseball. I think part of what makes postseason baseball is that mental chess match between batter and pitcher and going through the motions, the stare downs that I don't feel like that moment should be rushed. And and can you imagine if in a big playoff game, you know, not that this would happen, but it, it obviously has a, the opportunity mm-hmm. to happen. Imagine if, if in a big playoff game, the pitcher takes too damn long to throw the pitch and well, think <laughs> about, walk in the winning run. Think about the World Baseball Classic. What if yeah. that Otani-Trout matchup was on a pitch clock? Right. I feel like yeah. it would have lost some of its right. luster. Oh, totally. And this is where that's going to be an issue. I can't wait to Dodgers game with you tonight to really yeah. see what you are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, did Judge have any trouble getting around in big old bases? <laughs> no, they were perfect size for his feet. <laughs> now, Tuve's who I'm worried about. I think he's still stuck on second. <laughs> that, that base yeah. is bigger than he is. Yeah. No, he's got that broken hand right now. From if you just keep oh, that's crossing, right. That's so right. Him and Votto are he's out. So out. if you just hit a home run every time you're up, you don't have to worry about how big the, the bases <laughs> yeah. are. But know? with that, I think that that's going to boost the stolen base attempts. And, and oh, I and, think and it will I for think sure. That's going to be a lot of fun. And you add the stolen base attempts on with the pitch clock i mean that's a big yeah it could Put be chaos together and yeah. bam. well and the other rule uh change that i noticed today was where a pitcher can only throw over to first base twice mm-hmm. well, that's also gonna have an effect and, well that, i right? saw it i saw it today where uh, pitcher threw over twice, and the guy on first base looked at his first base coach and held up two fingers. You could literally see him say, mm-hmm. was that twice? And he goes, yeah. It's funny. They're getting used to it. And they're just not used Guess to what? The next pitch he tried to steal, but he tripped and fell. <laughs> he got back. And the next pitch, he took an extra big lead because he knows you can't throw over there again. Yep. And he stole second base by five feet. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen all the time. Yeah, I, I think that. I think baseball should have just maybe one of these rules, and then you don't just throw like four, three, four big rules. Well, and maybe they want base stealing. They want more runs. They want. I'm with you, but like the 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 rules directly affect the other rules. That and that's that's part of what I'm getting at. Well, and and these rules obviously are going to uh, end up being tweaked and turned, mm-hmm. and you know they're going to make changes to them and stuff. But we're stuck with them for this season, so you know you may as well get used to it and uh, and see what happens. Uh, the Reds, you know, characteristically lost their first uh, their first game today. Uh, the Dodgers play tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do they have, Tuna? Uh, the Diamondbacks, Arizona. Can I say uh, I meant to say something uh, real quick when you say said whatever the Reds you want, lost. baby? Shocker! <laughs> uh, when you said the Reds lost uh, to the Pirates, shocker. But I think, like with baseball, a majority of America cares more about Opening Day and Major League Baseball playoffs. That time in between is where a lot of America gets lost, unless you're a huge baseball fan or a baseball city 
Um, right. And so I don't think these rules are going to be talked about much on a big scale until October when the magnifying glass is on it. And I'm a little concerned that it's going to ruin some October moments and um, it'll be too late at that point and then we'll have to address it in the off season. Well, it'll be interesting to see. We've got a long way to go until then, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm just glad that baseball is back uh, for better or for worse uh, as a Reds fan. But, uh, you know, I just love being able to turn on the TV at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday and see a big league baseball game. And For uh, sure. I'm very glad that it's back. Um, Fred, I know that uh, we have a couple of derby preps this weekend. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell us what happened uh, since our last show and preview what we have coming up. Okay, well, uh, let's get into the Louisiana Derby this past Saturday. Uh, we had that, the Jeff Ruby Stakes, and the Sunland Derby was on Sunday. Um, uh, Instant Coffee, which was on uh, my number three horse on the board, uh, did not come in the money. Um, it, there's a new horse that is on the list, Pletcher, Kings Barnes. Uh, won that hor uh, won that race. Won that what? Uh, now what did three it win? for three. <laughs> well, hold on. What, what? I think he was getting ready to say that horse race. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know what the prize race. was. I was yeah. like, do that I need to horse run a race? race? The horse race uh, with Disarm uh, a second and Jace's Road in third. The Jeff Ruby Stakes, if you followed. Uh, so I did not uh, collect on that uh, race. Uh, I tried to beat. Uh, well, I went. I, I went with Instant Coffee. He was the favorite. Um, and, and I love that horse, by the way. Chalk, chalk, chalk. Uh, Jeff Ruby Stakes, uh, if you bet with me and you took two fills, you won $100. And uh, two fills did win that race convincingly, uh, who also has a win at Churchill, by the way. Number two major dude uh, came in uh, there, and... Uh, it was a that was a pretty good uh pretty good field in there. Um Sunland Derby was a total mess. Uh yeah, that was the uh that was the race <laughs> that I took your advice on yeah, and, and then and, and the horse came in dead sorry guys, hard to figure came in dead last and two horses scratched. Yeah, right. And they're now running in a different race and Wild on Ice, the long shot wins and uh Wild on Ice can continue being Wild on Ice because He's not going to be in the Derby. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, we have two great preps uh, this Saturday, uh, the Florida Derby and the Arkansas Derby. Uh, normally, the Florida Derby is something that we all look forward to. However, it is a billy goat ranch this time. Uh, the favorite of the Derby, uh, of the Kentucky Derby and all the preps, Number one horse in Vegas, Forte, has not lost yet, is running in that race. So that's great. Guess what? Everybody else is a pig. 
Uh, the, I can't believe that there are that not. Seems a little harsh. Okay, well, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't ask them to get hurt. I love how you call these horses pigs, and I brought it up a that's couple just weeks a ago. Horse. That's just a do horse. Do you remember thing. when they used to do the pig racing at the state fair? <laughs> Hell I think yeah, they still dude. do it. I think Dude's, they still do it. There was a things dug down deep. There was a they? pig that name whose name was Hammy Faye Bacon. <laughs> and, and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I love that. Yeah, that was. I love the pig races. Uh, oh, pig races are great, dude. Along with the demolition derby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and tractor pulls. And they do the riding lawnmower demolition derby, which is highly overrated. I went to the Russell County Fair and uh, many years as a youngster, and the demolition derby on Wednesday night was. I couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait. Um, but the, uh, you've got to, I'm going to try to beat Forte because his odds are freaking four to five. I'm going with, uh, Fort Bragg, the horse that scratched out of that race Saturday, uh, and, uh, a Yachtine horse and mage. I'm going to try to win with the four and the 10 in there. Uh, old Dale Romans is, keeps trying to win with this cyclone mischief. I, uh, good luck to him. I hope he does well, but I just can't uh, depend on that horse. Uh, the Arkansas Derby. Now, folks, this is why I didn't talk much about the Florida Derby. The Arkansas Derby has four studs in it. Uh, out of out of other horses, I'm, I think there's like 11 in the race. All the fields have been great on all these preps, which I love. Uh, that gets you ready for the Derby to run in these with, with a lot of horses, get dirt in your face. Um, Red Route One, which is a horse that everyone on here should know that I love uh, in my top six. Angel of Empire in my top six is running. Rocket Can in my top uh, eight is running and reincarnate. And we, folks, let me tell you something. We got four great horses. I cannot wait to see who wins this race. And I am going with Angel of Empire, the six. And I'm going with Red Route One, and the six ten. When is this race, Fred? Th these are both Saturday. Okay. Saturday, April 1st. One goes off at 640, and the other one is around 6-ish, I think. Uh, so be looking for those Horses, uh, horse races, those great derby preps uh, while you're getting ready for the final four and everything. And then uh, don't forget next week, Santa Anita, Wood Memorial, and the Bluegrass Stakes. And I have updated my top uh, 25, and I'm going to go through my top 10 for you real quick. Forte, one. Practical Move, two. Red Route, one, three. Angel of Empire, four. Rocket Can 5. That's three in a row running in the Arkansas Derby. Uh, new horse that's moved up, Tap It Trice. Litigate, still looking to see where he's going to run. Confidence Game, Kings Barnes, who just won this past uh, uh, Louisiana Derby uh, last week. And Two Phils, who won convincingly last week as well. There's my top ten. Uh, I won't bore you with the top 25, uh, but can't wait till uh, Saturday for that Arkansas Derby. Awesome. Um, I do want to remind everybody that uh, we will not have a live episode 
next week. We will uh, publish a Masters preview, which we are getting ready to record here shortly uh, after we finish here tonight. Um, we want to always thank everybody that listens every week. Uh, remind you to check us out at Blockout Pod on Twitter. Uh, look us up on Facebook, uh, Blockout Sports Pod. And I was just going to send it around the room quickly and uh, get any final thoughts, Tuna, you might have. Uh, I have no final thoughts. 30 minutes till uh, Dodgers' first pitch. That's a beautiful final thought. Fred? Uh, I got two things. Um, well, I thought that Tuna would say his favorite golf tournaments this weekend and underway right now, the Valero, but he didn't. Uh, so... <laughs> I think he's still mad at me. I'm not. Why would oh, I be mad at you? Oh, because we some, we're, we're not going to battle in the garage bar. We're going to be in the garage bar, folks, watching this Dodgers game. I'm watching game baseball. I ain't got time and, uh, to battle you. Brother. I can't believe you haven't brought up, folks. Jelly Walker's playing tonight in the NIT final. Yes, yeah. and, um, Jelly Walker is I, responsible for one of the three losses to the Florida Atlantic Owls. So that, suck that it, is Dusty. Right, that and is, Freddie that has money on UAB, folks. I, I have money on that game. Uh, looking forward to UAB. Uh, two things. Is uh, Conference past, USA the best basketball conference in, in, it's in not America? bad. Uh, <laughs> looks better than SEC right now, doesn't it? Uh, the XFL, folks, caca, caca, the Battle Hawks in a blowout win in Vegas, uh, now four and two. And, folks, I didn't know if you know this, but this Saturday we have a grudge match. Travis's undefeated 5-0. and 6-0, aren't six they? 6-0, oh. oh. DC. 6-0. Don't you be short. Don't you shortchange my defender. Versus the second best team in the league, the Roughnecks. No, they, they played last no, week. No, that was last week. This week they're playing the 0-6 Guardians. And we killed them. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. You did kill them. Yeah. You beat them. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I, Good job. I had uh, sent a text out on our text thread and said that uh, if they can't figure out a way for Snyder to sell the commandos or whatever they're called, the commanders, that they should just move the DC defenders right up to the right up to the NFL. <laughs> that, that was a good. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, relegation in the NFL would be great. We could move uh, the Colts and and or no, the Bears and the Texans down. They were the. They finished. Don't you be starting talking about like my Colts. I feel like there's something that we're forgetting. <laughs> Don't you like be talking about my Colts like that. I feel like, like there's something that happened in sports that we're forgetting. Well, but, if but there was, Fred. Wanna, we'll touch on it I in do two weeks say, because folks, we've got 30 minutes till baseball. I do want to say, folks. And another podcast to do. I do want to say, folks, keep an eye out uh, on, on all this sports going on is going to slowly float away here soon. Basketball will be dying down to just the NBA uh, keep an eye on your European qualifying oh, in Lord. soccer. This is what uh, we're doing right now. The Euro Cup is going to be here in 2024 next year, and there is some really good Euro European qualifying games going on. Uh, Scotland beat Spain for the first time ever uh, two days ago, two nothing. So. Uh, there, there are some really good uh, soccer qualifying soccer games going on. Kind of like qualifying for the World Cup. 
The Euro Cup's every two years, not every four. And we will uh, maybe touch on that later on as the summer gets going. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. Guys, uh, this has been a, 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 a very interesting episode tonight. Rowdy. As Something I, in the air today. Like a battle hawk. As I said before, uh, this is our 21st episode. We thank each and every one of you for listening every week. If you enjoy it, please go out and tell a friend. Uh, we will not be here live next week. We will be here in two weeks to talk about what happens in the Final Four, the National Championship game, and the Masters. Uh, Please uh, listen to our Masters uh, breakdown uh, that we'll release next Wednesday. But for now, please don't flash that light at me again. What I wanted to say is we're we're also, (laughs) real quickly, guys, we're also We got the cricket qualifying match between West India (laughs) and Australia. (laughs) And they're playing for the World Cup in 2028. Uh, Folks, what I wanted to say is we are also, don't forget, we went through these great Final Four teams uh, of past years. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. And I think some people who uh, have spoken to me this weekend were like, Why'd y'all quit doing that? Well, we quit because there were so many games that we had to go over during the final. We are going to continue that when the games uh, end next week. And we're going to do our own tournament with that during the NBA uh, playoffs. So to keep things going just wanted to let everybody know about that i'm gonna have to redraft my teams because we have more teams my guys transferred to three different schools um and they're the like my 91 michigan team is playing for our lsu only only if it was 2023 oh because i can assure you my 95 ucla team that i already have here so long everyone (laughs) well i uh, (laughs) please let me uh come back to 19 80. Uh, I, I wish I could just Just come by back looking to at you, you look like you're already there, bro. Dude, I love it. Disco, <laughs> no, no cell phones, no uh, email. I mean, light bright. Come on. That's what I want. Good cold Budweiser. On that note, <laughs> if no one else has anything else to add, I'm going to say that we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> And for the big fella, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And for the semi-fabulous one, (laughs) Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying, so long, everybody. (laughs) 